morning, everyone. Let me first take this opportunity to wish all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, mothers. Oh boy, you didn't receive that. Let me try that again. Happy, happy Mother's Day, mothers. You are welcome. <laughs> All right. Aren't you glad uh, God made mothers? Um, I'm, you know, I, I mean, women in general, women in general, I, I'm glad God made um, mothers and women in general. This world, I think, would be uh, even messier if women were not in them, in it, in it. So you can put me in the, in the corner of um, those who think that women are God's finest creations. And the men say, and the men say, I, I believe that. I, I fully and truly believe that. Huh? Campius. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm mindful that um, many of you have plans uh, today. Uh, so this is going to be a rather uh, short message, I promise. But I'm going to ask you to promise me something. Uh, towards the end of the message in particular, we are going to um, require the use of our Bibles, and especially. And so I'm going to ask you to be certain that you have um, a copy nearby. This is going to be a rather um, brief message, as I said. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to preach your word and to hear your word. We ask, O oh Lord, for the help of your Holy Spirit. Give us the gift of clarity and give us the ability to hear so that we might adjust and be encouraged as appropriate. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. A scripture this morning is taken from Exodus. We just read it, in fact. We just reviewed it. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And, and our topic is a call to honor mothers. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Today I want to consider this commandment under two headings. I want to ask and answer two questions. I believe the questions are about to be projected, but we're going to consider them in a slightly different or in a different order. 
The first question that we will consider is how to honor mothers, and the second will be why honor mothers. Let's consider now how to honor mothers. Given that this is a commandment, it seems reasonable that we would know how to do it, how to carry it out. But what does it mean, first of all, to honor someone? What does it mean to honor? It means to give to them high respect, a great deal of respect, and to hold them and to treat them in great esteem. Of course, this is going to look perhaps slightly different depending on the age of the child, but I think we can walk through and get a sense of whether we are, in fact, honoring our mothers. But what does this look like? How do we do this? How do we treat our mothers with respect and esteem? The first thing I believe we ought to do is to be obedient. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 20, Paul writes, to the church and by extension to us. Children, obey your parents in everything. Not in some things, but in everything. Why? Because for this pleases the Lord. Paul writes a very unambiguous command to the church. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Now, there is no room for interpretation here. This is very, very clear. We honor, remember, we honor our parents as we respect them, as we esteem them. We honor our mothers. One way of doing that is to by obeying them. And perhaps you're saying, well, sometimes it's hard to obey my mom. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it for whatever reason. As a child, as a minor, perhaps you're thinking that. Perhaps you're saying, you know, sometimes she is overbearing. Sometimes she asks too much. But those are not legitimate excuses. Those are not legitimate reasons. Of course, there is no expectation that you're going to do something that your mom says that is immoral. Your mom gives you an immoral advice or immoral instruction. But otherwise, the expectation is that as children, you will follow everything that your mother instructs. Showing respect for mothers. Having due regard for your mother's feelings, for her wishes, and her rights. That's how we respect our mothers. 
We have regard for the way mother is feeling about a particular situation or how she's feeling at a particular time. Not being dismissive as if she is only here, only exists to serve my interests. No, our mothers are human beings with feelings more profound than you can imagine sometimes. And so we ought to have regard for the feelings and the desires, the wishes, and certainly even the rights of mothers. And how else might we honor our mothers? Might honor our mothers by taking care of them. And that is particularly true when our mothers are older, no longer working, and, and perhaps are not able to take care of maybe their material needs. You know, there is a passage in Scripture, many of you will recall it. I'll refer you to Mark chapter 7. And here we see Jesus is speaking. And Jesus talks in, in verses 9 through 13. Mark records, Jesus says, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever you would have gained from me is carbon, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and many such things you do. Jesus is here reminding us that we have a responsibility to take care of our mothers. Sure, it's easier for us to honor godly mothers. That is true. But we are called not just to honor godly mothers. We are called to honor all of our mothers. What about when someone has been unkind or uncaring as a mother? How do we respond in situations like that as a child or even as an adult as you look back and you say you know this woman has not been everything to me as she ought to be or as a child today you think well I'm at a place now where I feel that my mother is not being everything to me as I ought to be still this commandment is for you it's for you you are the one who you are called to honor your mother no matter what the circumstance. And honor not just with words, but to honor with deeds as well. Now let's consider the second question. Why honor mothers? Well, the first and most obvious reason is it's a commandment. 
we are commanded, we are instructed as believers to do it. That's why we do it. That's reason enough. The law was given to Moses, all ten of them, all ten of the commandments. And while we don't keep the commandments to gain or retain our salvation, we are respected to carry them out in obedience to God. And this one, the one that we just read, is one of the ten. It's the fifth commandment. And this fifth commandment is the first of the remaining, of the six commandments that deal with our relationship with other people. So here, these six commandments, five through ten, deal with our relationship with other people. And God gave us this commandment to help us to properly manage our relationship with our mother and with our father as well. This one in particular, so important. When observed from childhood, it helps us to learn how to submit to and respect authority. Children, you've got an opportunity now to begin to learn something that is going to be invaluable as you grow older. How to submit to and respect authority. And perhaps you're thinking, well, I'm going to be the person in charge. Well, even if you are the person in charge, if you haven't learned how to respect authority, you won't know it when you see it. So either way, my challenge to you is to honor your mother. This commandment was given, I believe, because it helps us to avoid suffering that most certainly will come if we are disobedient. This one is so clear, and I know that children don't get it. It takes you, I got to tell you, it probably takes you until you are 20-something or maybe in your 30s to really get this truth. But it's true. When you listen to your mother, you avoid all kinds of problems. And you don't understand it until you get older. And then you look back and then you say, boy, if I had listened to my mother, I would have avoided X, Y, Z. I would not have done A, B, C. I mean, I think every single person in here can write a book on this. I know that I can't. If you can, say amen. I'm not looking up. So I... <laughs> but it just makes sense to honor our mothers, doesn't it? After all, they brought us into the world. That is something no man can do or wants to do. I can tell you that. Imagine men being pregnant for nine months and then having to deliver a child. Now, it's been described this way to me that delivering a child is like taking one's upper lip and stretching it over your head. So imagine doing that. Mothers sacrifice for their children. 
they do so much. Often when fathers are gone, mothers are there alone fending for and taking care of their children by themselves. And children, perhaps you think today, well, that's easy. You know, she's my mother. She should, that's what, you know, she should do. But believe me, that's not an easy task. That's not the way it is supposed to be. Let me tell you, there is nothing like a mother's love for a child. And I've got a sense of it. Because I tell you, I never really understood the love that my parents have for me until I had children. I think it's very hard. I'm not saying it's impossible to, but I think it's very hard to understand a mother's love unless you are a mother yourself. There is nothing a mother would not do, a godly mother would not do for a child. I've always been struck by the amazing ability of women, especially Bahamian women. Now, I can tell you some things about Andrew's women in particular. Andrew's women, <laughs> but let me not go there. But, but women, Bahamian women, let's talk about Bahamian women generally. The, their ability to multitask is so amazing. A woman, a mother, prepare clothes for everyone at night, awake in the morning to fix breakfast and lunch, drive the children to school, go to work, pick the children up from school, drop them home, go back to work, come home and prepare dinner, clean the house, put the children to bed, and repeat it all over again. And guess what? All the while, she is pursuing some extracurricular activity, maybe pursuing some degree part-time, or selling Amway to support the family, or whatever, or jewelry. And not only that, serving in Sunday school as a teacher. Meanwhile, the fellas go to work and come home and watch television. Sorry, guys. But how amazing is that? How amazing. And we, we take it for granted. We really take it for granted. And I don't know. I, I have no idea how women are able to do it. Because the truth is, I know that I can't do it. Perhaps I can do it for maybe two or three days. And my wife laughs because she says, you can't do it for two or three days. <laughs> but I think I can. But for 20 years? How amazing is that? Thank God for mothers. Yes, so many of our mothers are spectacular. They are superheroes. And Proverbs 31, and I'm going to ask you to turn there. Proverbs 31 is, is really 
interesting passage. We consider as we prepare to close. And here's the, a little bit of background with this proverb. This king, Lemuel, received some advice from his mother. It's interesting, right? Women always, mothers always wanting to give advice. And guess what he is, she is advising him on? She is advising him on choosing a wife, on what to look for in a wife. What to look for in someone who is going to, to be the mother of your children. Amazing is that. I, I really want this to sink in. Mothers, especially, and children too. Because mothers, I know you are always thinking about, boy, listen, I want the best person to marry my son or to marry my daughter. And so let me give them some advice. But this is the, the background here. This, this mother wants the very best for this king, for this man. And she gives him advice about what to look for. And we come to verse 10 of this proverb. And this is what she asks. An excellent wife who can find, she asks, who can find an excellent wife? She is more precious than jewels. That's what he, she says. It's not easy to find more precious than jewels. Verse 11. The heart of a husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. This wife, this mother, a husband trusts her. She's not a burden. She does not disadvantage him. She does not pull him down. She does him good. She, she doesn't do him harm all the days of her life. This is Lemuel's mother now writing to, to Lemuel. And what is interesting as you consider these words that we are going to read through is that this was written thousands of years ago. You would think that maybe, boy, are you serious? This, is this the way they were really thinking about women back then? I thought, you know, they were a bit more conservative, but it looks like there was some serious expectation that these mothers had for women who would marry their children, especially this particular mother. She says, Lemuel, of this woman, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. 
She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She's not lazy. She takes care of the house. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. This lady here, she's a business person. She's a realtor. She examines. She's very thoughtful. She works with her husband, no doubt, in this regard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp go, does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. This woman is serious. She is a worker indeed. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. But she's not only thinking, she's not only concerned about the welfare of her family, she also extends herself to the community. Lemuel, this is the kind of woman you should have in view. She is not afraid of snow for a household, for all a household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. She dresses well. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. And the point of this, of verse 23, is that it is the influence of this woman, this mother, this wife, that causes her husband to be known within the gates, to be respected, to be highly regarded. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. A tradesperson, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. A wise woman who manages her time well. And then Lemuel's mother says to him, Lemuel, this mother, her children rise up all her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Children rise up and call her blessed. And sometimes mothers, maybe they're mothers here today, who are, perhaps you are a mother who is rearing your children alone, or perhaps you are married, and maybe now your children are not calling you blessed. Maybe they're not wise enough, or smart enough, or obedient enough. 
to see the sacrifices that you're making for them. But hold on, that time is going to come. Just be obedient to God's word. Many women have done excellently, but this woman, which you should look for, she surpasses them all. Charm, Lemuel, is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This is, guys, this is something that, this, this here is something that should be required really for all of the guys looking for a wife. Lemuel's mother says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And then in verse 31, in verse 31, all of us can do this one. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. And I say this in two ways, in in two respects. Firstly, that you and I, as children, We can give to our mothers the fruit of her labor. We can honor her. We can respect her. We can love her for all that she has done for us. And also, we see that Lemuel's mother says, her works, the works of this woman that you are to marry will speak for her. They will tell of the kind of person that she is within her community. She is going to be known within the community, not as a gossiper, but someone who is wise. When she, she opens her mouth with wisdom, she takes care of her family. She's not a busybody. And listen, the point of this is that maybe it might not be practical for someone to be known for all of these things. But the point is that women can can see some aspects of this in their lives. And young men who are not married, you ought to be looking for these kinds of traits as well. But the point that I wish to make to all of us is that God has given us these beautiful creatures who have constantly, during our lifetime, taken care of us, who have endured our disobedience, who have labored without thank you, who have had to hold their tongue, hold their switches. And let me tell you, sometimes, boy, that's not easy. It's not easy. But you and I as children, and I'm speaking mainly to our children who are present today, you can honor, show honor to your mother by listening. Mom, I hear you. Mom, 
I hear you, but that's difficult. Can you help me further? Or, Mom, I'm sorry. And that's okay, too. If you've done something, it doesn't matter. Perhaps it's been a while. Maybe something that you did yesterday or the week before or last year. And you think about it and you say, you know, that's not fully settled. I need my mother's forgiveness. Mom, remember when X, Y, Z occurred? I'm so sorry. I'm going to try not to do it again. And listen, you're human. Maybe you'll do it again. But your mother is going to appreciate that. What a gift you can give to your mother today by showing that kind of humility, by opening up to your mother today. And mothers, similarly, perhaps there's something that you did or didn't do, and you want to just open up to your child today and say, you know, I love you, but I wasn't perfect. And this is something that I did. Would you forgive me? And let's move on from there. But perhaps today you're thinking, I've not always been a good mother. Perhaps that's what you're thinking. You're thinking that I, I've not always been a good mother. Or maybe you're thinking, I've not always honored my mother, if you were a child. Or, well, of course, mothers have mothers as well. Or maybe you're thinking, I've not always honored my mother. Well, the good news for the believer today is that Jesus died for all of our sins, including those ones, including the times when we were not good mothers. He died for those sins, including the times when we were not good to our mothers, when we disobeyed the fifth commandment. He died for those sins. Not too late. None of us, none of us, is perfect. I'm going to ask the praise tape to come as we close in prayer. <clears throat> Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the commandment to honor, to obey, to respect, and to hold in high regard our mothers. Lord, we see in this commandment your care for us. Lord, open our eyes so that we might embrace and live out this commandment. Father, help us not to continue, not to be stiff-armed or not to be hard-hearted and to continue along the road of disobedience as children. Help us, O oh Lord, to make a decision to go along a new path. Oh Lord, would you, by your Holy Spirit, help us in that regard. And Father, we pray for mothers today. Lord, we've got so many mothers 
in our church who have sacrificed so much for their children. They've given all of themselves. Father, we thank you for their lives. We pray, O oh Lord, that there would be tangible blessings, not only today, but throughout their lives. Lord, we pray that their children will live to honor them, that they will be called blessed. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Stand with me as we close with the love of God. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, 
love of God, oh love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure, the saints and Mothers, um, before you leave today, I believe that um, there are some goodies on the information table for you. Let's close now. Now may the Lord of Peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are dismissed. God bless you. Have a great day, mothers.